Welcome to Bougie Booze, a podcast hosted by a brother and sister from another mister. I'm Cam. I'm David. Thank you for listening as we talk about Black culture, Asian culture, pop culture, culture culture, and quite frankly, anything else we want to talk about. So how are you today, Boo? I'm doing very well, I think. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. There's a a lot going on. Well, you know what? I'm, I'm... trying to feel like I'm not crazy. You're not crazy. I just went to the dentist recently and I sat there in the chair just ready to get my teeth cleaning did and the hygienist all of a sudden puts that big heavy blanket on you when you're about to do an x-ray. Mm-hmm. That's and like I said, 10 pounds. The blanket. Yeah. Although I mean if you were really cold and you had one of those blankets it probably would come in handy. I can see that. And it feels, I mean, like the weight of it feels nice too. Sometimes it's kind of like a little instant massage, but I'm, so I asked her, Oh, are we doing x-rays? And she's like, yes. And I was like, Oh, it's been a while since we did an x-ray. She said, no, you do them every time you come in. I was like, no, we do not. We do not do this every time. Cause I will remember this big ass blanket on me every single time. And she's like, no, look, we did it last visit. I'm like, your records are wrong because we did not do it last visit. And I know this because Sometimes when there's uh, time in between her getting set up and I'm waiting in the chair, I'll reach into my pocket, pull out my phone and look at my emails from work or something messages that I got from friends. So I could not do that if I had that heavy blanket on me each time. (laughs) And so I know uh, the last time I had an x-ray with the blanket on top of me was the first time I went to this dentist because they were new for me. And that was about a year or so ago. And they did the x-rays, of course, for the first visit. And that's the last and only time I did x-rays. So for her to tell me, we've done it every time. I'm like, no, we haven't. And you've been my hygienist. And I don't, I don't know. I mean, well, I don't remember, expect her to remember me every, sing, or every single person, but I know I did not do it. Well, for her to say you do x-rays every single time, that's interesting because I can only recall getting x-rays done every other appointment, right? So it's like once a year. Yeah, I know that's why I'm saying like, so what, like my teeth are bad, like the tectonic plates of the earth and they're shifting all the time. I'm like, why are you, why are you checking this on x-ray every single time I come in supposedly? But it's like, uh, I will stand firm in my resolute uh, fact that I did not do x-rays last time. And this was only the second time I've ever done them. I'm not crazy. <laughs> You're not crazy. <laughs> I was going to say, but now you have nice clean teeth. Isn't it amazing how your teeth feel after the hygienist like picks all that stuff? I'm not saying that your teeth has all this stuff, but from experience, I think my teeth are clean. And then after I leave the hygienist, I'm like, man, it was, I guess they were dirty because it feels like your mouth is lighter. No, I I can uh, agree with that. And then it's funny because each time I go in to get my teeth cleaning, I really try to amp up the maintenance and care in between appointments Mm -hmm. so that when I go back, they don't have to scrape as much. And I'm going in proud thinking I've done so much maintenance. They shouldn't even have to scrape too much, but all of a sudden she's like scraping for like half an hour. And I'm like, what is there to scrape? Because I've been good and I don't see anything visible. 
you know, on and on my teeth when I look at them, like the tartar hasn't built up. What are you scraping off? Well, it, it, sometimes too, when you see stuff like flying out, because you know, I keep keep my eyes closed for the majority of the time, but sometimes you open them and then you can see like stuff flying, and I'm like, that's disgusting. So I just close my eyes again. <laughs> but I'm well, always so the type as soon as I get to my appointment. I asked the person at the front for a toothbrush because I want to do like another clean for the same reasons that you say you up your maintenance. It's kind of like for the respect of your hygienist, you don't want them having you open your mouth and it's just gross. You know, it takes yeah. a special type of person to want to pick and dig in teeth all day. <laughs> well, and then <laughs> you brought up to mind what I was thinking when I was sitting in the chair thinking one, the hygienist has to look at, people's mouths all day and some of those mouths are nasty you know they are and two you know you're vulnerable sitting there on the other side of things and your mouth is just wide open for them to just do whatever and then you know another thing that I think people don't think about sometimes is you want to make sure that your nose is clean because oh. they're looking right up your nose too good advice <laughs> good advice so if you're one of those men or maybe a woman or a, a non-binary person who's got bunch of nose hairs coming out you might want to trim that before you go sit in the dentist chair god bless the hygienist it takes a special person to want to do that it's truly a labor of love yeah it has to be <laughs> but, so, so now i have doing? clean teeth um for my comic-con which is coming up this year oh! so excited for you yeah it'll be exciting going to san diego comic-con 2022 after two years of no comic-con due to you know what yes. <laughs> but um so just quickly i you know i'll talk about more of my experience after i get back from it but what i hope to do when i'm even there is well number one meet the cast of ghosts the cbs comedy because i've talked about it on the show mm -hmm. i love it very much and they're going to be there so i hope i run into them um, tell I them to like, listen to Bougie Goose if you do. I should. I should try to tell them. You know, I talk about you guys. I promote you. Um, but and I found out Keanu Reeves is going to be there, so I'd hope I run across Ooh, Mr. Reeves. I like him. <laughs> I have to run into Boyd Holbrook, who's an actor that my friend absolutely loves, and she's like, find Boyd and tell him I exist. You know what? You should put like her face on a stick and then have them take a picture. <laughs> <laughs> You could send it to her. That would be cool. Kind of yeah, cheesy, know, but cute. No, I've done something similar for um, co-workers of ours, Mindy and Kara. I remember we, on uh, our trip to, Be well, on our trip to Belgium, I, didn't we have a picture of Kara? We took like selfies with a picture well, of her. Well, I had a picture. I had multiple pictures <laughs> of Mindy and Kara expressing different emotions. And then <laughs> I would post whatever emotion I thought was appropriate for the picture. Um, but I also took one of those pictures because Kara's a big fan of Grey's Anatomy. Mm. And I was going to an event where I knew some Grey's actors were going to be. And I took the picture with me and I met one of the actors from the show, um, Alex, the actor who plays the Asian doctor on the show. And I told him how much they love the show. And he ended up taking a picture with me and the photo of the two ladies in Aww. the photo but then he went one step further and he actually filmed a video message for them for me to bring back to them and it was really nice of that's them. very sweet that's awesome shout out to kara mindy <laughs> hey kara hey mindy so, if you're listening <laughs> so hopefully you know i'll let boyd know that my friend exists and um 
and then the last thing that I really wanted to experience so far, there's a lot going on at Comic-Con, but one of the things I want to do is there's going to be an Abbott Elementary fan experience. Ooh, see that. I would want to attend. <laughs> I'm not a, a Comic-Con avid goer or attendee, I should say, mm-hmm. but seeing that that's going to be there, that kind of piques my interest. Yeah, bit. I think you would enjoy it. I mean, it's going to be a, a, a fan experience where you walk through and do certain things and they'll have set, set recreations from the show and they're calling the, the whole fan experience the new teacher disorientation. <laughs> well, I would want to take like a picture next to um, the janitor. I'm blanking on his name, but uh-huh. the, the guy who plays the janitor, like his equipment, <laughs> I would want to take a picture next to it or do a boomerang, you know, well, and then you, know, you can put it. A big old label that says trash, <laughs> trash. <laughs> but yeah, what they'll have is basically uh, some of the experiences they'll have is that you can go to these set recreations and earn your own staff credential. Oh. And so you can go to Principal Ava's desk and strike a pose behind her desk. Oh, you should do that. You got to do that. <laughs> you know, I've got to do that. Because, <laughs> you know, I, I think I'm Principal Ava sometimes. <laughs> And then um, you can go to Janine or Quinta Bronson's classroom. And you know, the neat part that they're, what they're integrating into this experience is you actually have the opportunity to contribute to real life teachers um, uh, and their wish list, just like that oh, one episode. Okay. So they're curating a wish list uh, through Scholastic Classrooms Count. And That's you can awesome. actually donate so that these t- teachers who have wish lists can get them fulfilled. That's nice. Yeah. And then they'll also have. Um, uh, fan favorite episodes that they'll show, live performances, including a step dance crew and double Dutch rope team. Oh, get yeah. it. And so then is her boyfriend going to be rapping? Her well, I don't know if he'll be there. He should be because, you know, <laughs> you know he, he'd be rapping for those students, I guess. <laughs> but they'll have giveaways and things like that. So it should be a fun experience. So I hope I get a chance to swing by and check it out. Well, I hope you have fun and be safe. And remember, you are going to dress like Kanye at the BET Awards because it's going to be a lot of people and I want my boo to stay safe. I know. I want to stay safe. So I'll be head to toe in like hot San Diego weather, summer weather. <laughs> I know you're going to have a good time and I cannot wait to hear about all of your experiences and activities down there. Um, it's funny because while you're traveling to Southern California, the most Southern part of California, I recently traveled up north. To Northern California. Yes, you did. So I know I mentioned on our last episode that I was going to talk more about the wedding that I attended in um, the San Jose Fremont area. And shout out to the beautiful newlyweds, Madi and Scott. Thank you so much for allowing me and inviting me to be part of your special day. So hand claps to the beautiful couple. And she also uh, recently just shouted us out. So I, you know, thank you for your support again. I really appreciate it. And it's funny because every time I go somewhere, it's like, it's the pre-travel, the travel, and then you have to like decompress after the travel. Yes. And I know, I totally know what you mean. And (laughs) even just thinking about, I like, I, once I'm in the location, I'm happy, but that the precursor leading up to the travel and then the post travel, that's where you just like, why did I even bother? But then, you know, it's almost, uh, you gotta, you gotta tell yourself mentally that it's worth it it's worth it It, it's worth it It definitely is but so the particular hairstyle that i wanted for this occasion i had to get my hair fairly done uh before fairly close to the day that um 
I was leaving for the trip because it was just a simple, cute little like two French braids, but then the French braids let out into like a curly ponytail. And so I wanted my hair fresh for the wedding, right? So you had to get, I had to get my nails done. I had to get my hair done. And then also I wanted to gas up my car <laughs> because I just like to leave everything set. And I think I was talking to you, Boo, when I was in the Costco gas line. Oh yeah, you were. <laughs> I was a hot mess per usual because I was trying to go to Costco, but somehow I ended up in the Sam's gas line and I didn't figure out it was Sam's until I was like already sitting there for 10 minutes. So then I had to get out of the Sam's line, navigate to where the Costco was. And then this particular Costco, it was under construction. So it only had like six pumps open. And usually it has like double that. So I'm in the Costco gas line for about an hour. I'm hungry, it's hot, and I'm like, I need to go home and pack my stuff. I was kind of stressing out, but you know, thankfully I got through that part. <laughs> but the day I was actually set to leave, I woke up super early. So my flight wasn't until like one o'clock. For some reason I was up at like 6 a.m. So I got up, I cleaned my whole house because I like to come home to a clean house after travel. I'm sure you do too, boo. Of course. <laughs> Nothing like opening up the door and your house is nor like clean. It's clean and everything's organized. And then after I clean the house, I actually cook myself breakfast because I don't want to go to the airport hungry, right? <laughs> so I was laughing because I'm like, geez, I'm already tired. I cleaned the house. I cooked breakfast. But um, I'm happy to say that my travel up to San Jose was easy. It was seamless. And I arrived at the San Jose airport and it's not too far from Fremont where my hotel was about a 25 minute lift ride. And then that actual day, um, the wedding party and some of the friends of the wedding party, we met at the Roger bar and grill for drinks. So, you know, kind of like a pre-wedding soiree get together. <laughs> and Roger is an indoor and outdoor bar and restaurant located I don't want to, it's not inside the Amswell Hotel. It's like actually across the street, but they advertise as part of the Amswell Hotel. So it's a very beautiful location. And the Amswell Hotel is a nod to the aeronautics community right in the neighborhood. And Roger, the name Roger is derived from the origins of flight communication when R was signaled back to communication confirmation for Morse code. So did you know yeah. that? Book? Well, now that makes well that makes sense now that you're saying that because the 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 name Roger, you yeah, know, Roger yeah. that exactly. <laughs> I should have just said that when you asked that. Does that make sense, Roger that? <laughs> or go home, Roger. <laughs> remember that show? Remember Sister? I do remember. <laughs> but yeah, so at the Roger Bar, um, I had two drinks, and my first drink was a Paloma Rosa. And I can remember speaking about Paloma's earlier in one yeah, of our recordings, yeah. one of my favorite drinks of the summer. So this one had tequila, ruby grapefruit, lime, splash of mezcal, and pink peppercorn salt, which- oh, Refreshing. Yeah, it sounds really delicious, right? Uh-huh. Well, sadly, I was disappointed. Oh, no. It was too sweet. Oh. And usually Palomas aren't sweet. And I think it was the ruby grapefruit that made it sweet. Cause I don't think Palomas are usually made with ruby grapefruit. They're just made with regular grapefruits. 
And so I wasn't looking for a sweet drink. I wanted something kind of more like sweet tart, yeah. like heavy on the tart. So, I mean, I drank it, but- Heavy on the booze. <laughs> <laughs> and this drink, it was a nice size drink. It was $15. So, but again, it was too sweet in my opinion. The second drink that I had there, the Tierra Madre, when I hope my pronunciation is correct, um, that one was good. And that had mezcal in it as well, tequila, cucumber, lime, cilantro, and black sea salt. So that one was spicy. But I was like, did you just drink salsa? <laughs> <laughs> well, and the cucumber made it refreshing, right? And then the lime kind of added like a nice little more, I would say more refreshing to it, like lime and cucumber. And then the cilantro, I can see where the, the salsa-esque salsiness <laughs> comes in. So, but yeah, nice spicy aftertaste, not too sweet. So I was happy that um, the Tierra Madre redeemed itself or redeemed the Paloma Rosa. Mm, so. Disappointing if you had two bad drinks in a row. I know, because I would feel like I wasted my $30. <laughs> But you know what? With inflation, I feel like 15 bucks is reasonable for a drink. Just drink at home. <laughs> yeah, you could get a whole bottle for 18 and make as many drinks as you want. Like, We're not encouraging drinking. We're not doing that here. <laughs> well, and then look at me talking about this. Like, I drink often. I really hardly ever drink. So. Same here. Same here. So, because at home, I drink mostly water. And then when I do go out, I, I may have a drink. But I hardly go out because it's like when I did try to go out I got COVID so <laughs> no but I will say that the ambiance in the Roger it's very nice so it's a dimly lit restaurant and then it's interesting because they had a robot busboy going around the space so if you were done with your drink you can just put it on the robot and then it wheels away <laughs> yeah a lot of places are starting to integrate those like there are sushi places that do that as well and I'm like you know that's cool because technology but then it's like that's someone's job, right? Someone True. lost their job because of a, a robot. So um, the next day was the actual day of the wedding. The wedding was held on a Sunday and it was at Saratoga Springs Wedding and Campgrounds. And the wedding grounds were like a rustic chic setting. I really liked it. Really beautiful, um, nice greenery. Um, I saw some streams. I think I showed you a picture, boo, of the streams. Because <laughs> I, 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 I was like, I thought she went to wedding, not hiking. <laughs> it was not hiking. Stop it. But then I sent you a selfie as well. Remember, I took a selfie in the restroom. You did and I said, I said, why is she in the restroom? But it looks like she's in a, a pine wood cabin. <laughs> I, was, it was, I was perplexed. But I wasn't showing you the how the restroom looked i was showing you my outfit i know you look cute though so. <laughs> thank you <laughs> well and then it was really cute because the way they had it set up it was a nice quaint wedding about 30 people and then um there was a space for a photo van booth which is really cute they had cornhole set up and then a fire pit and it was a beautiful site for outdoor weddings so yeah if you're thinking of an outdoor wedding and if you happen to be in the norcal area or any area i guess you can go up to saratoga springs and check it out it's well you know it's funny you bring up cornhole you said cornhole right mm -hmm. it's i just learned on fourth of july that there's a national cornhole championship 
Did you watch it on ESPN three or you something? Know, you know, you know that's because I was watching the Nathan's hot dog competition. <laughs> and then right after they're like, stay tuned for the national cornhole competition. I'm like, what? There's such a thing. Well, the duo that you watch, were they sponsored by like Bush's baked beans or something? <laughs> I I don't recall, but you know what? I wouldn't doubt it. Well, because now I've watched a cornhole competition before <laughs> and the duo had like Bush's baked bean jumpsuit on. <laughs> Unfortunately, I was just trying to watch the hot dog competition and, you know, admire and be disgusted by them all at the same time. And it's then I, I had to duck out and I couldn't watch the cornhole competition. But then I don't know if I want to watch people just throwing bean bags into a hole. It has their strategy. I'm sure there's strategy to it. And I am happy to see that that sport has made it onto the, I guess, national stage. I don't know national if it's international. Platform, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess you could call it like the um, carling of America. <laughs> I play cornhole sometimes, but only when I go to special events. So well, that's the thing. It's like a casual picnic game, and I was like, "Oh, this is a competition now." <laughs> <laughs> but yes, cornhole was at the wedding. I did not play cornhole, but it was available. And the wedding started at five p.m. It was a perfect time weather-wise because it wasn't too hot, wasn't too cold, and then um, you know it's getting getting into the evening time. And the actual ceremony was only about 20 minutes, which was perfect. It was like the wedding party comes in, the bride comes in, she was beautiful. And it was so cute. Her mom and her dad walked her down the aisle. Oh. That was really cute. You I know what though? Her. It's, um, you know, how weddings evolve over the years, but a new custom that's coming about is the bride not having anyone walk them down anymore. Oh, okay. Basically, wow. women saying, I'm independent. I don't need you to walk me down. And that's that. <laughs> <laughs> well, thinking about when my parents got married. So um, I was there. I was in my mom's stomach. <laughs> so I didn't see. But I don't think anyone walked them down the aisle. I think it was, well, they got married in the courthouse. So it's kind of like you walk up to the window, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's a different setting than if you're having a traditional formal wedding and you decide no one's going to walk you down. Yeah. So, but um, that was cute. That was the first time I seen mother and father walk the bride down the aisle. So uh -huh. um, shout out to them. But yeah, quick wedding, 20 minutes, wasn't boring or anything. And then after that, it was cocktail hour and the DJ was playing jams and uh, wait, are you going to say something? Uh, well, I was just going to say that I, I, I went to a wedding, uh, the last wedding I went to, it was over so quickly. I blinked and it was done. I was like, was I even at a wedding? <laughs> you mean the actual, like the whole ceremony from start to finish with like the reception and dinner and things no, like no, that? No, the, no, the, the, the actual ceremony itself where they did the commitment portion. Okay. Yeah. They walked in, the bride walked in, the groom was up there. They said a few words. The, the officiant said a couple jokes married them and they were done i was like what uh, <laughs> that was the shortest wedding i've ever been to but you know i'm not complaining so well short and sweet right it's like why do you need a long drawn out wet it's like think about your guest at this time yeah so. and it was outdoors and it's also i believe not the first wedding for both of them you know so by that point i guess people who are getting wedding wed, uh, wedded for the first time are like you know i want to make it a big deal but you know what y'all young people when you're getting married 
save all the money for the honeymoon and yes. not for the wedding ceremony itself. Treat yourself at the back end. <laughs> well, it's so funny because if I ever do get married, I think it will be in the courthouse because my parents got married in the courthouse. My older sister got married in the courthouse. And for me, it's like, I don't need an extravagant wedding because if you want to make it official, just go and get your marriage license. Well, my brother, he got married in his backyard. So again, he didn't have a, a big elaborate wedding. So yeah, but you know, some people spend 10,000 plus on a wedding, right? Minimum mm -hmm. maybe. And you could have just spent, I don't know, a couple grand for a decent kind of wedding. And then the other eight grand plus, you could have went to a really nice vacation or honeymoon. Well, and you know what the trend is now that I'm seeing a lot online that women are thrifting their wedding dresses. They're getting their wedding dress for like $375 or $5. So I'm here for it. Yeah, I'm here for that too. Even though we bougie booze, it's just like, you got to place that money in places that make sense because if you're only going to wear that dress one time why are you spending twelve thousand dollars on a gown it doesn't mean we, we're bougie boos but we're also sensible yeah practical <laughs> to a certain degree because i'm illogical when it comes to certain purchases and i i know that i own that <laughs> i'm illogical when it comes to traveling traveling take my money like i will spend twelve thousand dollars for a trip to the maldives because i <laughs> want to have a good time and i want it to be memorable i know Will I spend $12,000 on a wedding dress? Probably not. <laughs> yeah, I think like I will spend $85 on a foie gras dish. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be so delicious. <laughs> but um, yes, so the wedding ceremony, 20 minutes. And then after that was the cocktail hors d'oeuvres hour while the wedding, or while the bride and groom, excuse me, took pictures. And then it was dinner time. Uh, dinner was delicious. And we had mesquite chicken, tri-tip steak, green salad, potato salad, pesto penne pasta, and garlic bread. And it's cute because since this is an outdoor setting, the dinner area was kind of like, like picnic tables. And I know that sounds like camping, but it was a cute setup because they had the picnic tables really decorated nicely. So you were glamping. <laughs> yes, I was. I didn't have to go in any outhouses. So yes. <laughs> and um, it was an open bar with beer and wine, soft drinks, tea and water. And that open bar with the wine kind of got me. <laughs> <laughs> what, what were you having rosés? <laughs> um, it was a white wine and then a red wine. So no rosé. So I was drinking mostly white wine that night. And I'm not going to go too deep into the story, but Ale Alvarez knows how. <laughs> Ale and Sylvia, they know how the um, open bar <laughs> with the wine got me. And I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> they both listen, so they're, they're going to chuckle. <laughs> and then uh, for dessert, so the dessert table, it was a cute setup because they had a really cute wedding cake. And then around the cake, they had purple and white cupcakes. And so I was like, oh, I'm going to get a cupcake because it looked really delicious. So I wanted the chocolate cupcake with the uh, purple buttercream frosting, right? I take one bite of the cupcake and it's super good, super moist, not too sweet. I'm like, mm, this is going to be a good cupcake. I don't know what I did, but the cupcake just falls. <laughs> <laughs> falls like, like the whole thing out of your hand or the 
tips out and you're holding the 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 wrapper out of my hand like it just falls <laughs> flat on the table <laughs> your body was sent it hit with that shock of how good it was you couldn't even hold on to the cupcake no more <laughs> i was like mm, so good and then all of a sudden yeah and i was going to go back for a second and i'm like you know what no <laughs> i'll just leave it at that at least i got to enjoy the one bite that's so sad now i just picture this smush cupcake all on the ground it's like it wasn't on the ground it just fell on the picnic table well, on the table so okay <laughs> but it it fell frosting side down too so yes it was. that's exactly how i pictured it but then this cupcake gave its life for one bite but i guess it felt like its purpose was served <laughs> it served me well thank you cupcake <laughs> then after dinner we did more dancing and it was cute because the bride had her dance with her father and then she danced with her mom and then the groom danced with his mom so it was really nice well, immediately then, the luther vandross song came through my mind when you said that well it wasn't dance with my father but it was a another beautiful song i do not know the name of it but rest in peace luther lufa luther <laughs> we say lufa like the lufa like the scrub <laughs> And then the night ended. So the official ending of the night was cute because by that time the sun had set and everybody had lined uh, the bridge and had a sparkler in their hand. And so we lined it on both sides, left and right. And then we, we held oh. up the sparklers and then the bride and groom went through. It was really cute. So, well, and then, so the next day, right? Cause everyone was exhausted. Weddings are exhausting and I'm not even the one getting married, but I was tired. <laughs> But we went to um, lunch, all of us together. We went to a place called Sizzling Lunch. Have you ever heard of these places? I have not. No, I have not. I've not been in that that area that you've been. You went to. So Sizzling Lunch is traditional Japanese teppanyaki, and its origin is from Japanese street food, and it allows you to have a memorable experience and enjoyment of cooking your own food. And of course, <laughs> they they frame it that way, but. In reality, you're going out designing a restaurant, right? Uh -huh. But essentially, you're doing most of the work. Yeah, and you're sitting there going, can you just be like Benihana and feed me? <laughs> well, I mean, at least at least Benihana will take your order. You actually have to sit at the table and put your order into the iPad. That's at the oh. table. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, it's their concept is interesting because um, the waiter or waitress will still bring you your soft drinks and will still bring you your food, but you're putting your order in. And then when your food comes out, the protein comes out raw and the protein is actually cooking on the sizzling skillet that they bring you. So to back up a little bit, um, before I had my entree, of course, we had appetizers. And so the appetizer that I got was spicy, crunchy garlic chicken wings, which are really good. And it was six chicken wings that had a nice crunch on them, nice garlic flavor with a comfortable level of spice. Wasn't too hot, wasn't um, too bland, I guess I would say. So really good flavor. And then another appetizer that we got was takoyaki. Remember oh, I love that? Yes. I love takoyaki. It's one of That's my why I, I looked at you when I said takoyaki. Remember we got that when we went to lunch a couple years yeah. back? Uh-huh. So for our listeners out there, takoyaki, it's deep fried pancake balls filled with octopus. 
and this particular takoyaki was topped with katsu. I asked for mayo sauce on the side because you know I'm not a mayo yeah, fan. You pour it on there. And then bonita flakes, which um, go well with like fish items. So bonita flakes are those like fish flakes? That's what I've always yeah, associated. Yeah, I, I believe they are. And then they they like they look like little wafer paper. They're all crinkly, and, and the the little gusts of breeze will make them flatter a flap around on top of the takoyaki it's like they're kind of waving at you they are (laughs) (laughs) or you could maybe they're saying don't eat us don't eat us but i'm going i'm eating i'm eating you takoyaki i was gonna say i i didn't hear that i didn't hear them say don't eat us i did (laughs) and it was good i'm glad you enjoyed them because you know as soon as you tell people it's like little fried balls of octopus they're like ew i mean it's seafood I mean, not a lot of people are averse to seafood, though. Well, I'm not, and it was delicious. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm glad, yeah, I'm glad you, they were good. For my actual um, entree, I got the kurubata pork belly pepper rice. Oh, I love me something. Yeah, kurubata pork is yummy, yummy. <laughs> it was delicious. And that was topped with green onions, corn, and garlic butter. And so, like I mentioned before, all the proteins come out raw so you have like the raw meat around this mountain of rice Uh and then I had the corn and I added mushrooms to my skillet so when the waitress brings you your food it's sizzling like fajitas so you can hear it and then it looks delicious and you kind of wait for your protein to get to the the consistency that you like it or the what the level or the weights well yeah especially on the If you have beef, you can get it, you can eat it sooner Rare. rather than later. Yeah. But if it's something like pork, you don't want no trichinosis. You got to make sure that thing is cooked. <laughs> and yeah, I don't be eating no red meat. Sorry. <laughs> no shade to those who do. <laughs> so I waited till it was cooked and then I topped it with a spicy garlic sauce. It was really good. And I'm kind of sad that we don't have sizzling lunch locations down in Southern California. It was really good though. And I actually looked on their website and I saw that the location that's closest to us is in Santa Barbara. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was thinking that would be like a cute day trip or maybe like an overnight trip. If you just wanted to take a drive up to Santa Barbara and then go to sizzling lunch and then come back wherever you live. But yeah, so um, good experience. I would recommend 10 out of 10. I was going to say, have you been eating anything interesting? Well, since you were on the whole line of uh, pork foods and pork belly, I actually had for the first time a fried pork belly bun mi. Ooh. And so for our listeners who aren't familiar with what bun mi is, um, they, it's a Vietnamese sandwich, essentially. And it originated in Saigon. And it's a crispy, airy baguette, basically. They usually use a baguette, French baguette, and it's filled with savory meats, uh, mayo, which, you know, Cam will not want that in there. No, but I would love me a good bon me, though. <laughs> and um, <laughs> oftentimes, the traditional ones will have smear of, like, a rich liver pate, mm-hmm. which I enjoy, but you can do it without. And then uh, off the, a lot of pickled vegetables and crunchy cucumbers, spicy chilies, and herbs. And so it's just like this fresh bite in your mouth, but I've never had a fried pork belly version. And a friend of mine told me about a location in Garden Grove, California, and it's called Carrot and Daikon. That's the restaurant name, Carrot and Daikon, which is, I thought it was a funny name, 
but, but I it, went it there. Goes, though. It goes because it is daikon a type of vegetable or the radish? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So and uh, carrot and daikon are in the banh mi. So there <laughs> you go. So it goes. Uh, but they had different bun mi flavors that I hadn't seen or iterations of a bun mi because typically I would get like a barbecue pork version. There's chicken. Um, then there's Vietnamese cold cuts that they use. Mm -hmm. But this place used uh, other kinds of meat and that you could put in there. And, you know, so it was it was different, and I, which I enjoyed. And then the flavors are really good. The pork belly itself was nice and crunchy with the skin, crunchy skin. But the, the fatty portion of the pork just melted in your mouth. And I was just like, I'm itching to go back. The only negative for those of you who want to try, because I, you know, it's the first time going to this uh, place. And even when you yelp it, you don't get a whole sense of what it looks like. Mm -hmm. But it's on the corner of a very busy corner, uh, Westminster Avenue, I believe, in Garden Grove. And it's difficult to get into that location. And there's a drive through, but the drive through, yeah, it, I can see how if it gets packed and it goes out into the street, like how In and Out can get sometimes. Well, it's dangerous. It can be. And then wow. part of the parking, if you park in a bad spot, the drive through cars will block you in. So you, oh. I was like, I was about to park there. I was like, no way. I'm not trying to get blocked in by no drive through cars. No. So, but, and then there's, a, and, and the parking spots are tight. And then there's a lot of homeless people around the area. And, and, you know, I wasn't off put by it, but, you know, I know some people might be, and they're just minding their own business. But at the same time, there was one who was close to the business who seemed not in his right mind. Mm -hmm. And it kind of scared some of the female customers, especially that I saw. But on the day that I went, you couldn't go inside. They locked the, the, the restaurant itself. You had to order either through the drive-thru or a walk-up window. Okay. And so I did the walk-up window. I waited probably about 10 minutes or so for the sandwich because um, they were busy that day. But, you know, ultimately... I would endure all that just to have another fried pork belly on me. <laughs> I mean, I would too, if it's good. <laughs> yeah, it was really good. And so uh, another thing that I do with my bun me, a lot of places offer on the, if you want to add an additional fried egg, I do that too. And it's delicious. Um, but the, I didn't do that with this sandwich, but oftentimes when I get my barbecue pork uh, sandwich, I'll add a fried egg and, for me, that puts it over the top. I know Cam doesn't like runny eggs. But no runny yolks. <laughs> I mean, if I do do a fried egg, I'll just ask them to fry it hard. Yeah. But then it'll lose that that flavor that you're looking for, that yolky flavor. But see, at least you know that. <laughs> it's like those people who order a well-done steak. I'm like, you're not eating steak the right way. <laughs> you're, eating tree you're eating tree bark. Thank you. We're foodies, though, so we know that. Exactly. <laughs> So, and then I had also went recently to, uh, you know, my day to educate you guys on some Asian food. We talked about Vietnamese bun mi, and I also had Korean corn dog. Mm. And I love Korean corn dogs. And you're like, Korean, what's it? Is it just because Korean people made it? It's a corn dog and it's Korean <laughs> people made it? No, um, there is a difference. The batter is different, right? Exactly. That's what it is. So, um, like, American corn dogs tend to use cornmeal batter. And then Korean hot dogs or corn dogs, they use yeasted batter and some use rice flour batter. Ooh. And But it gives a lighter, crispier texture to your corn dog. And so then oftentimes, you know, they'll, uh, Korean corn dogs will sometimes finish off by putting sugar on top. Um, so you get the sweet and savory mm -hmm. along with that cheese or the hot dog. And 
you don't always have just a hot dog in there like a traditional American corn dog. They might have rice cakes, fish cakes, um, different cheeses like cheddar and mozzarella cheese in there. Uh, and it's like sometimes panko coated or they might actually put French fry or potato pieces in the batter. So when they fry it, you get like this French fried potato out exterior crunch. Yeah, like different along. consistencies. Exactly. Yeah. So there's a lot of textures. You get the gooey cheese, you get your hot dog or whatever else is in there. And then you get your crunchy exterior. And when you bite into it, you do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then, you know, this place that I went to, it's called Myeonggrang. It's, I know it's, it's, a, it's very foreign, but Myeonggrang Hot Dog, and it's in Buena Park. And um, it's a part of the, you've been there, Boo. I've taken you to the Source OC Plaza. Mm -hmm. and a lot of shops and uh, Asian restaurants and shops in there. And one of them is Myeonggrang uh, Hot Dog. And um, if you're interested in trying that, just Google Korean hot dog in your area and you might be surprised there might be somebody who does them. And I was surprised to see that Myeonggrang is expanded more beyond California. They have locations in Arizona, Ohio, Utah, Colorado, and Las Vegas. Oh, wow. Okay, good so, for them. Yeah, the, so, the Utah location kind of surprises me. Yeah, I, Ohio I surprises that. me too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but kudos to them for entering those markets and yeah. maybe opening up the people from those states to new flavors. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, but my go-to at Myeonggrang is... Um, a squid ink and mozzarella hot dog. Mm. So essentially- Wait, is the cheese black? No, no, the cheese isn't black. It's a mozzarella <laughs> white cheese, but the batter is um, mixed with squid ink. Okay, I so was thinking, you I get... was like, black cheese? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you, what you get is a black uh, uh, coated corn dog. And like when you bite into it, the batter and the, the, the portions you're biting, the, the doughy portion is black. Mm -hmm. and then your cheese and everything inside is normal but then you taste a little bit of that squid ink flavor uh, and yes it does kind of taste inky but it's very very subtle but it adds the, the, a different kind of flavor profile with the items that you're eating the hot dog or the cheese mm -hmm. and I personally enjoy that quite a bit but the other thing that Myeonggang does really well which you would enjoy Boo is they have uh, alternative sauces and seasonings and you know I love me some sauces yes, and seasonings. They know you love yourself some sauces. <laughs> so you can get a variety like tomato ketchup, cheese mustard, honey mustard, sugar, parmesan, sweet chili, hot chili, cheddar cheese. And then there's a cheese powder that you can dip into or a honey butter powder. And see, I'll be like Chick-fil-A. I'll be like, can I just have one of each sauce? And then each bite, I'll just dip it into a different sauce. Well, something they do is they have a chart there where they give you recommendations of the best combos okay. of sauces. So then you can say, I want combo number one of sauces and they'll give you the three sauces that make that up, you know, if you want to try that. But yeah, so I encourage you guys to try a Korean corn dog. It'll change your life Ooh. if you're just used to American corn dogs. You should just hot dog on a stick. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, thank you for that. Yeah, and then, you know, because I had a Korean corn dog, I'm ready to talk about some K-pop. <laughs> uh, uh, let's go <laughs> but and i just quickly want to talk about my ultimate favorite group in k-pop k-pop listeners out there know if you uh, if there's a favorite group you have it's called your alt group and my alt group is which Karn. i just learned that term yesterday <laughs> you did yes and we'll talk about how you learned that yes but uh, but my alt group is card k-a-r-d and um you know they basically have a theme where they deal with playing cards 
But what makes CARD unique in the Korean, South Korean pop landscape is that they're a co-ed group and they have two males and two females in the group. And that's not very common at all in Korea. And so, but I enjoy how they blend themselves together and they make a good sound. And even their choreographies that they do, um, they do a good mixture of the masculine and feminine moves. They don't, they don't like isolate the women to do female oriented moves and the men to do male oriented. They kind of mix them where they, and they don't have a problem where the women keep up with the more male uh, centered moves uh, or traditionally centered moves. And then the, the, in their recent comeback, which I'll talk about in just a moment, uh, there is very Latin-esque and there's some female kind of flared moves and the males do them too. And it's really fun to see. But the four members are BM, who is my ultimate- hey, mama. <laughs> Well, now that you bring that out, I was just about to say B, I was like BM, bowel movement? No, no. BM stands for um, Big Matthew. Okay, I do like Big Matthew. Whenever I see BM, my mind just always goes to Baby Mama because social media, that's how they coined the yeah. term Baby Mama, BM. That's true, that's true. <laughs> but BM stands for Big Matthew and he's big because he's over six foot tall and which is very tall for an idol, Korean idol. Okay, and, Matthew, um, hey. And he's really fit and muscular. And so, and I'll talk about that in just a moment as well because there's something funny about that. And then Jaycef is the other male member. And they both rap and they're sub vocals and they're dancers. And then Somin and Jiwoo are the two females and they have very distinct, fantastic voices. But Card debuted in um, July, 1917. So they're coming up on their five year anniversary. I, I, thought, I thought I heard you say July and then 1917. For some reason <laughs> the day, I was like, okay. I might be going too fast, but July 19, 2017. <laughs> Um, I was like, man, they still going. Awesome. <laughs> they look good for their age. They must be vampires. But you know, Asians don't age. So <laughs> Asians don't raise them, Blacks don't crack. They, uh, there you go. But, um, you know, before they came out, there was all this hype because they had three debut single, pre-debut singles before their actual debut single on that July 19th, uh, which was Ola Ola. But before that, they came out with three songs to kind of test the waters and especially because co-ed groups, again, are very unusual. But Oh Na Na was their very first single, December 13, 2016. I remember I was all hyped to listen to it. I was not disappointed. Yes. The name of that song, Oh Na Na, kind of sounds like Il Na Na. And I think that was Foxy Brown's um, term that she would rap in her songs. If you don't know who Foxy Brown is, she's a female rapper from, I think, the 90s. Yeah, 90s, 2000s. Yeah. So, oh, no, nah, no. Nah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just this fun song. And then they came out with two more, Don't Recall and Rumor, and then um, before their actual debut. And then Card also, you know, this is for the K-pop fans out there who I hope uh, to get into Card because they're kind of underrated. They haven't had any um, show wins yet, you know, and, and that's a big deal in the K-pop culture is that we want our favorite artists to have wins on these performance shows that they go on to. And they're so close. I think we're almost to the point where we can maybe get them a win finally. Um, but their name stands for King, which is card, K, A is the A, Ace. R in card is Joker. And then D in card is Hidden. There's a whole thing about that, but basically the fan club is called Hidden. So we're called Hidden Cards. And then, uh, but I won't go into why the Hidden part 
before the fan club was made. But, um, and then the, there's the suits of the cards are associated with each of the members. BM is the clover, Jacef is spade, Soman is the heart, and Jiwoo is the diamond. And what's really interesting about that is uh, DSP Media, who they're through, uh, BM and Jacef were originally supposed to debut as a hip hop duo. But oh. then they changed their plans and added the ladies, and then they formed Card. Okay. Yeah. And who yeah. knows? Maybe they can pursue their their hip hop duo after, you know, if they take a break from from the K pop group. Possibly. Well, they kind of have done that on their albums. They've mm -hmm. put out, you know, duo releases on the albums. They kind of vary out their variation because uh, they've had uh, duets where it's one of the girls, one of the guys together. Or and there's one album where they did the same song. One was up tempo. One was uh, a more ballady version, but one of the uh, one set of guys, uh, one guy and one girl sang it, and the other guy and the other girl sang it. And so it was very interesting that they did something like that. Um, and I'm I'm getting so excited because Card, like I said, is my favorite favorite group. And you know, I went on their tour, their first tour in 2017 when they first came out, and they hardly had any songs out at that time. But everyone was so hyped for them, and. Uh, I saw them in LA and I also flew up to San Francisco just to see them. Well, and if they hardly had any songs, did they do like, do they cover other songs or how did, did they? Yeah, they did covers and they did um, the, like the few songs that they had already released. And, and they did a lot of um, portions where they did games in between where they did a fan and a Q and A's mm -hmm. or interactions with the fans. Um, okay. And so they filled up the time doing fun things like that as well. Um, but when the, on their first initial tour, when I went on that, they had a package where you can get a picture with them. So the first time in LA, I got a really great picture with, um, you know, unfortunately the, the, the only thing you could do is go in a small group of like eight to 10 people. Mm -hmm. And so, but I managed to get next to Jacef and Jiwoo and Jiwoo and I did like a heart hand together. I did one half of the heart and she did the other. And that was really cool. Cute. Um, the second time in San Francisco, I was trying to get near my favorite BM and I did get close to him, but he was still a little too far for me to do kind of any, any physical interaction, but it was cool just to be able to have my favorite member near me. Um, but yeah, so, but the, they're, they're going on tour again because now that they've come back, uh, Jacef finished his 22, they haven't been active for 22 months because Jacef has been in the military for Korea. Oh, okay. Korean men have a mandatory military service He's serving his country. So they uh, did kind of side projects and things in the interim while they were waiting for him. So now that he's back, they just had a comeback um, on June 22nd with their new fifth album, EP album and their new track, Ring the Alarm. Um, so what else do I have to say about them? Oh, the interesting about Card is they're not very popular in their own country in South Korea. Uh, but they're very popular around the world, especially in Latin America. Oh, okay. And that's See, because it can be your own people. That's sad. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, because uh, like I said, the, the co-ed group system is not very popular in Korea because um, they like to only see boy groups and boys be with boys and girl groups where they're just uh, with the fellow females because um, they don't want scandals where boys and girls interact in inappropriate ways. You know, I mean, Korea is still very conservative. Korea is very conservative and the K-pop culture is very conservative in Korea. So I, for the Western people, we're like, what's the big deal? But you know, if you're in that Korean culture, it's different. So, yeah. Um, 
And they're like, we're going to um, push the limit on this. And guess what? <laughs> we're mixing things up. Yeah. I mean, and the thing is that a lot of their music has um, reggaeton, dancehall, or uh, mumbaton sounds to it. Mm. So that's why the South American people and Latin American people love them because, uh, and they incorporate Spanish lyrics in a lot of their songs as well. So the Spanish people feel represented and seen. And so they take into card uh, very much so. And so, and then the Western, uh, like Americans and, uh, you know, Europeans, their sound is just very Western sounding as well. I think, which is also another thing why Koreans don't um, take to them as well, because their sound is a little too Western for their taste. Mm. Um, but the, you know, hopefully that's all gonna change. GSP Media has just been bought by a conglomerate in Korea where they bought up a few smaller labels. Uh -huh. And I'm starting to see, we card fans are starting to see that card is being shown on a lot of different variety shows in, in Korea where they're now getting their name out there. And Korean people are starting to be more excited accept about them. them. Okay, yeah, well that's good. Them and be well, yeah. about them. So, start from somewhere. So, you know, build it and they will come. They're gonna get their win. They're gonna get their win. Because I even got on the app trying to vote for them to get their win. I'm crazy about my card here. Oh, see so, what you're putting in that work. I am. And then uh, I'm excited uh, because for us, hidden cards, because they all, all four members just renewed their contracts with their label. So there'll be they'll be around for a little while longer. And uh, like I said earlier, to wrap up, BM, um, you know, he works out, but he's the president of the Big Titty Committee. <laughs> and you're like, what is that? Well, no, I'm like, he has like muscular pecs. Basically, that's what it is. <laughs> yes, you put it together, boo. Like, so he's known for working out. And so through a V Live, you know, they would talk to him. And then he was talking about how he's trying to work on his titties. And he refers hey, to them he, as titties. He used the word titties. titties I am yeah. not mad at you, Big Mike. Or Matthew, Matthew sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but he's very unconventional in the sense that he, because he's from LA or California and he, and is very Americanized. So he's different from other idols. So he's very unfiltered when he gets on his uh, V-Lies. And it's amazing that his label lets him, because a lot of labels control what their artists say on those things, but he just like says whatever comes he's to his like, mind. I'm the rebel and I'm going to say what I want. <laughs> A few years ago, he started this whole big titty committee thing, and then people would ask him which other K-pop idols are in your, you know, organization, and he would name some other members from other groups who are muscular. And so it was, it just became this running gag, but then at the same time, he used that where he started a clothing line, and then he made big titty committee uh, merchandise, and he donated a lot of those profits to breast cancer. Oh, good for him. Now, yeah. I know when I was growing up, I heard itty bitty titty committee. <laughs> this would be the opposite. Yeah. So, I mean, so now it's two represented groups. <laughs> There's actually a video where a female friend, idol friend of his says, can I be in the big titty committee if um, I don't have big titties? And he's like, yeah, of course. It's not just all about the titty size. It's about the heart size. <laughs> oh, what a good way to turn it around. Yeah. So, I mean, so Card, I would love for our listeners to check them out and, um, you know, just well, look at the discography. From what I hear, you don't want big titties, though. They give you back problems. So, yeah. I mean, <laughs> well, it depends. Like, I think uh, you don't want big old droopy titties. <laughs> well, I guess you I don't, big I don't understand ones? why. Well, I, well, even if, um, you know, the people, the women who get like, I don't know, quadruple Ds, why do you want those? Yeah, that. I, it was never a liking to me, you know, but I mean, hey, 
God bless you to each its own. But I heard you get severe back problems though with with big boobs, big breasts, big titties. I can imagine. So I mean, big yeah. chichis. What's what's another word? Chichis. Tatas. Tatas. <laughs> Why are we on this slide? <laughs> hey, it's synonyms, okay? Yeah, we're educating people. There you go. <laughs> but um, yeah, so that was that's card. But you know. I think something that they are is very photogenic. Which and, I think we are too. Yes, because we have a little <laughs> bit of experience with that. Well, it, yesterday at our photo shoot, uh, you and our photographer, you were talking about CARD and a couple other K-pop groups. Yes. So mm-hmm. you know, we did, as Cam and I uh, had a photo shoot for our press materials for you all out there. You finally this, put yeah. a face to the name Bougie Booze. You can mm-hmm. see who these crazy bougie people are. <laughs> <laughs> but shout out to our for, uh, photographer Marina and her IG dreams map the heart. Yes, clap, was clap it up for with. Marina. So oh, happy yeah, to was su- fun to work with. I'm gonna say uh, so happy to support a a woman and business of color. So women owned and business of color. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. We, we try to do that when we can. And, uh, but Marina, like I said, she was fun to work with and very agreeable to all the crazy ideas we had. <laughs> and very professional because I was HMM yesterday. You know what that is? You need to tell everybody. <laughs> Hot mess magnified. <laughs> <laughs> so we had planned this uh, mini photo shoot. And of course it's been really hot, really hot days. The sun has been brutal. Um, but we managed to get it together. But some of the photos, you can tell, I just looked like I was exhausted <laughs> and I was well, done. I, mean, I forgot yeah. earrings yeah. that day or yesterday, excuse me. A bottle opener for our rosé cider. <laughs> but boo, you, look, problem solved. You were like, I'll use a key. I was like, all right now. Well, actually, I just twisted it off. Oh, that, that's the big Hulk muscular yeah. you know, physique that like, you got going on there. Why go to the gym if I'm not going to use it, I guess. <laughs> well, I must say, though, that was my first time trying rosé sparkling cider. It it was good. It was better than the, the regular. So I think from now on, I'm always going to get the rosé uh, or style of sparkling cider. But, you know, just to tell our booze about a little bit of our photo shoot real quick. It's like the day before the photo shoot, Cam and I met... Uh, <laughs> and we scouted locations. We said, we, this might be ideal. This might be ideal. We actually practiced some poses, thought about some poses. <laughs> we put work into it. Yeah. <laughs> so of course, on the day of, like, some of that came to fruition, but of course, nothing ever goes to plan. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's like people were around the areas. Lighting the was background. not good. Yeah. yeah. It's okay, though. We improvised. And okay. our photographer, she improvised. Very professional. And she worked with us. And all of our madness. <laughs> so, yeah, we're just here looking forward to looking at the pictures when they come in. And she should well, have them soon. And actually, um, as we're recording, I just received a text message that she has shared the photos with us. So, hey, see, well, <laughs> if you go with her, uh, Marina, then, uh, you know, again, her IG is Dreams Map the Heart. You're going to get your picture pretty quickly. <laughs> There you go. So super excited to look at these and just laugh. And we'll always have this as a memory. Like, remember when we did that photo shoot and nothing was going to plan and my hair was not 
cooperating. Yeah, I was sweating. You had your sweat rag, boo. I sure did, because I knew it was going to be hot. And, I, you know, we were all dressed up like we were going to the gala. <laughs> oh, well, no. not only that, I was going to say, some of the photos, um, so some of the locations, there were student groups walking by. And so the student groups, they were looking and they were like, oh, you guys look nice. And people were looking like, what's going on over there? So we kind of put on a show for people unintentionally. We did. But two things that stand out is I heard students whispering, oh, that's cool. They're cool. And I was like, yes, we are. <laughs> and then the other thing was, remember the student said, hey, and you were like, hey. hey. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes, I'm working here, but I will still, you know, I can appreciate it. I hear you, you know, have a good day. <laughs> Enjoy the rest of your orientation. <laughs> It was fun. I mean, I didn't even feel self-conscious that big old groups of students were walking by. Me neither. So, but yeah, it was, it was a really good day. And I even texted you yesterday after the photo shoot and I said, good job today, boo. You did. <laughs> and we pulled it through, even though we were both a hot mess. And I'm sure you guys say, but you guys always say you're a hot mess. But see, yesterday it was magnified. H-M-M. Yeah. And literally it was hot. So, <laughs> uh, but you know, again, hopefully when we look through these photos, we're going to be really happy and we'll be definitely happy to share them with our listeners out there. With our boo-boos. Yes. <laughs> so anything else we want to say before we wrap up here, Boo? Uh, yes. I do want to send love and light to my bro, my longtime bro. He's a friend, not blood brother, but a friend that became a brother. Michael Ellis and his family, um, he recently did lose his father. Um, I went to elementary school with Mike and I can always remember seeing his dad having a huge smile on his face and just being so nice. And so I um, want to just send my condolences and love to Mike. And, you know, it's a blessing to still be in touch with friends that I've met in elementary school because we were like five years old when we met each other. So this friendship has been for over 30 years now. So, oh. yeah. So just my condolences to him and keeping uh, him in my thoughts. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, boo. So, but yeah, that's about it for today. This has been fun as always, boo. Thank you for being my podcast partner. <laughs> oh, I have to say before we sign off that when she was telling, Cam was telling a group of people we ran to at our, at our workplace and they found out about our podcast and she had sweetly said that there was no one else she'd rather do a podcast with and she wouldn't do a podcast with anyone else. And I was just like touched by that. Thank you, Boo. Oh, you're welcome. But it's, it's true, you know. So when we decided to start this, it's actually been fun in days that our schedules don't align and for some reason we can't record. I'm sad. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> so super fun. But yes, thank you. All right, booze, that is it for today. Just as always, thank you for listening to us and please follow us on our Instagram. What's our Instagram, boo? Well, we have revised it and it's now at Bougie Boo's Podcast. Yes, so, and thank you to those who are all already listening to us and already following us. And until next time, be bougie. And remember, you ain't got to be bougie if you stay bougie. Bye. Bye.